Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hey, 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 Emily, how are you today? Hey, 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 Michelle. I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I am so excited, actually. So excited. Well, I am too, but you go first. Well, I'm so excited because... We are celebrating season four. Season four, high five. Yeah, high ha. five on that. Yeah, yeah. we did that. I, or wait, I we should clink our glasses. That's probably and more that's real. Very this, is why, yeah. this is why when we high-fived, I missed a little bit because <laughs> I'm just not that good at high-fiving. But we'll get you into more yeah. practice. I always feel a little awkward with the fingers. Like, I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm not sure where they go. You don't, you don't, it's not an intertwining. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> a high-five is just like a smack, a little slap it's, up there. You don't have to linger. It's, it's never felt natural. Okay. The, the glass clinking, however, has <laughs> always felt natural. So, yes. no, yeah. So things are good. Yeah, season yeah. four. Here we are. First episode of season four. I know. Which yeah. is um, it's exciting. Thank you, everyone, for being here on the journey and sharing your stories with us. We love that. And sticking with us yes. and writing your reviews on iTunes. Oh my god! That's... And leaving your voicemails. We love that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and tell and coming up to us and talking to us about uh, your favorite episodes and and mm-hmm. what has uh, impacted you. And uh, we just have had a really. Um, Gosh, so fortunate, so blessed. Yeah. I mean, super, just pinch me because I, you know, I'm, we get to do this. I know. You know what's so cool? It's like, you know, we we watch our stats and, you know, we're seeing like friends from Australia. And by the way, it's not just one or two. There's a lot of you in Australia. So thank you so much. And and, uh, not only Sweden now, but we've got people listening in Norway and in Finland. It's and cool. which is crazy, yeah. you know, because I'm like, well, I know people in Sweden. Brazil. Hello, Brazil. Yeah, hello, we Brazil. love you too. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It's great. And hello, so. Wentzville. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wentzville, we, Missouri. We notice you, Wentzville. We appreciate that you are listening to us. You might feel like a little like left this, out. Little it's like island. the St. Louis stepchild. <laughs> you might yeah. feel like a little island out there in Wentzville. Yeah. The only one listening to Clitterally Speaking, but we know you're out there. We know it's that so you true. enjoy it. We love so. it. So what's been happening for you in this last week, Michelle? Well, gosh, you know... Um, wine tasting wine drinking uh, <laughs> a little bit picnics in the park in the winter in the park <laughs> i finally moved all of my recent stash of wine downstairs to my cellar where i have all my wine did you have porters to help you with that like I had men in bikinis help no oh, no, 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 my, okay. no my son <laughs> okay. my son my strong you know strong 16 uh, year old son he uh, helped move everything downstairs because it was really getting quite embarrassing because we would go to the wine tasting Mm-hmm. And yeah, pick up three or four more bottles. I come home and I just piled it up, and it's like, oh my god, I really need to get this stuff downstairs. Yeah, and now it is, and now it feels a lot more peaceful and calm in my kitchen, and I'm not worried that I'm screwing up these bottles of wine that I right. purchased. Yeah, yeah. So just you know, stuff like that, taking care of you know, taking care of business and <laughs> taking care of wine business. Taking care of wine business. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah. So it's been it's been really fun. There's been lots of music in my life lately, which of course you know I love. Um, I did have a relatively interesting experience this last weekend. So as everyone knows, I, I I recently got a new car. So I'm still learning the ins and outs of this new car. And I uh I have one of those like keyless starts now. Push buttons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I'm not Fancy. used to. Oh, well, yeah. it's fancier fancy. than what I've had, right? For yeah, well, 350,000 miles. That was the crank on the front of the engine to get it going. With before. Denise's mother pushing me to get the car going. Safety. Yeah. You always had to park on a hill. So you could just put it in neutral and hope that like a, like a shock or a spark could like, get the momentum. whole engine going, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But now, now. Now I actually, yeah. So the other day I was in a hurry and new car and the car's quiet, all this stuff. And I. Um, apparently I forgot to turn the car off (laughs) because I came back out to the car several hours later after going to a concert and loving the music and this and that. 
came out and like the lights were on. I'm like, why are my lights You're on? Like your headlights were on. Headlights, which is odd because those automatically turn off. Yeah. Lights were on, and then you know I get in my car and the lights on the dashboard are flashing like crazy and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I basically, yeah, I left did the you, car. Did running. you run out of gas? I, no, the gas was fine. I just drained my battery, so I needed just to jump. Idle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And your car let you like lock it. You think? It w- <laughs> you, you might have left it. I lock. think I'm really lucky that somebody didn't just drive off. <laughs> it's probably un- unlocked. And- I, I think it was just there for the taking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You yeah. are lucky. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, you yeah. had to wait for AAA to come give you a yeah. job. Yeah. And did he just, did the AAA driver look at you like, how he was very unassuming, which is oh, really good. nice. You were yeah. already feeling embarrassed. He flew by me at like 85 miles an hour, <laughs> though. Like, I'm standing next to my car, which has a clear description, and like, I'm out there in the cold, and he drove by so fast. I'm like waving him down, running down the street, like, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. So I think there was just no judgment to be had on either side. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're okay. like, okay. Yeah. So um, let me ask you since that day, mm-hmm. have you instituted a checklist? To before you leave your car, before you depart it, do you make sure that all the lights are off and it is doesn't look like it's operating? I'm looking for a new method. If anyone has uh, ideas, please. Do you like press I... the start button a couple times to make? Oh no, now it's off. Just to make sure. I'm just you know I'm doing my best. I know. Do you get out and do you lay your ear on the hood? <laughs> lay it, on if it, it vibrates it. a little bit. <laughs> if if you're getting like if, if you have an orgasm on the top of your hood, it's still I stay there for a little while. <laughs> yes. It, it I go for round two. <laughs> and then say, well, all right, now I can turn the car off <laughs> before it gets too hot. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, good. I mean, that, you know, when you have, when we have things that like challenge us, mm-hmm. you, the best thing to do is to learn from it. Yeah. And to, uh, I, I leave a little earlier to pad the, <laughs> the vibration on the hood time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, can see, I, can, I can see it now. You're going to be like the subject of some somebody's like new TikTok video or something like that. There's this girl in this red Audi laying on the top. Like in those old 80s videos. Mm-hmm. There's what was it? The um, uh, White Snake. Yeah. Oh my God. Tawny Contain. Tawny Contain. Yeah. But it's Emily Lane, not Tony Contain. St. Louis's own Tony Contain. Miss Emily Lane. I think I need to start a new Instagram account right away for this. Oh, perfect. God. Perfect. So you hear another voice uh, chiming yes. in, and that is our guest. She, uh, we are so excited to have her on the show tonight. Yes. Uh, we have Mary Hennessy. Um, she is a one of the proprietors of this cool store in South Grand called Urban Matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like anthropology with sass. It's, yeah, you can't have the you can't have the cars that have the say, you know. Yeah. I love you like a back alley hooker or whatever. You yeah. can't have that sort of thing, right? <laughs> well, anthropology yeah. maybe could. Maybe a long time ago, maybe, right? Yeah. No, I know. I, know. I always cool. enjoy the looking at what you have um, for your cards and socks mm. and uh, cocktail napkins. And I that is one of, I guess, my nerd collections is cocktail mm. napkins and the funnier the... Do you serve them? I mean, like, do no, you I use keep, them? No, I keep them. You hoard them. I hoard them. <laughs> and every yeah. now and then I'll bring out like three. Because you know, I don't, I, you know, because once that package is gone um but the one i picked up at your store recently was um i'm a grown-ass woman i can drink whatever the hell i want something like that yeah i can drink what i want i can drink i don't know if it said fuck or hell usually i mean mcdowell's cards will have one of those in there Mm -hmm. shit fuck or hell yeah i I just have the whole like standing but i'm the i'm a grown-ass woman i can drink whatever the probably whatever the fuck i want so you're so comfortable saying shit Fucking hell. And we have had episodes. <gasps> did she say that? One? I did. Just We're said, in season four. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, How long did it take you to start swearing well, in the episodes? See, oh. well, so the episode. Emily would say darn. <laughs> is, is one that's, it's, it's one that I really reserve. It's very unusual for me to say. And when it is, we, we do like confetti comes out. Yeah. But um, I'm curious. An angel gets her wings every time Emily uses the word fuck on the, on the episode. <laughs> I should definitely use it more then. But uh, I'm curious, when did you um, start embracing cuss words yourself? 
And what was your first cuss word? I mean, because let's face it, like when I was a kid, a word like damn to me wasn't a cuss word. But oh my goodness, (laughs) among some of my friends, they were like, oh my God, you just said the most terrible thing, you know. I think it was either shit or damn. I'm I'm pretty sure. In fact, I got in trouble for it. (laughs) I had this friend who lived up the street and I was jealous of her next door neighbor because she was always like, anytime we were, we'd get together as friends, we were like little girls, it was like 11 or 12. Um, She would always interject. So I think I left like a really bad, like, you know, something about leave, leave my friend the damn alone. I didn't even use the word, I'm sure in the right (laughs) context. And I pinned it to the light pole outside of her house. (laughs) I got in trouble for that. I think my parents thought it was funny though. So So who, who was, who actually caught you? I think it was the friend that I, the person I didn't want to be friends with. I'm pretty sure it was her mom. And I signed oh, my name on it. It wasn't yeah. like it was anonymous. So I think she came to our house and then I got in trouble. But like just not, not you know. Your parents get, were they, secretly parents were like, snickering inside. There's a better way to express yeah. your, <laughs> your frustration with this friendship than, than writing graffiti notes on right? putting them on telephone right? poles. Yeah. <laughs> Although, so. you know, I think it could still be appropriate to this day for some relationships. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, that's probably, oh. maybe that could be like a new line that you could carry at the store, you know, just like Flyers. rip off post-it The breakup notes, notes kind of yeah. like the Carrie Bradshaw episode where she gets broken yes. up with a post-it note on her computer. Yeah, right. Wasn't, I think yeah. yeah, you can yeah. have that. Oh, yeah. that's funny. I remember the first time that I got in trouble for saying the word "fuck." I was in second grade. <laughs> we started early. We were living in we were living in South Carolina, and I didn't even know what the word meant. But my brother was he was me. I, I, he was so mad at him, and I I called him a fucker outside. We were and I screamed it at him, and my mom must she somehow heard me, and she came tearing out of the house, grabbed both my brother and I up inside, washed our mouths out with Coast deodorant. So oh, you remember it? Oh yeah, I won't ever no. use Coast. I'm I'm 50 now. You're I still don't use Coast I mean, deodorant soap. Fuck is still, of course, a oh, part right, of the vocabulary. Pop. That yeah. coast did not yeah. stop that. <laughs> like, right? Well, I, well, the coast guard did not the coast, work. I don't <laughs> and uh, you know, then spanked us and sat us down on our rocking chairs to sit there and think about what we did. And we'll wait till your father gets home. And uh, when my dad came home and. I was like, well, Michelle, do you even know what the word means? I'm like, no, I have no idea. But I had heard it, heard somebody use it. And, and it took me a while before I said it again. Yeah. To probably to like, you know, Third high, grade. high school or <laughs> high school. Because I would say things like crap. Yeah. And then, but then once I got I got used to it again. Like, did you grow up with the, the idea that, you know, ladies don't swear? Right. You know, like my mom had that kind of. So I didn't really. I mean, I swear a lot now. I drink more now. I swear more now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely didn't have. I mean, that was not my. Mm. my you know that that's never been my issue. Your with, go-to. N- with, no, it's not been my issue. Of you know, I didn't. My, my family wasn't very. You know, I never had my mouth washed out with soap or anything. I did say shit. I think pretty young. It was maybe sixth grade when that became a part of my vocabulary that I was comfortable using around the house. You know. Um, because it was sad. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, oh shit, you know. And it was, I mean, I, I remember it being kind of shocking and whatever, but we didn't get in trouble for it. We knew there were boundaries, like, you know, you're not going to say the F word. You know, we just, like, that was where we draw yeah, the line. We we're going to give you some freedom to express yourself, but don't go there. Yeah. You can't say the C word. You can't say the F word. You can't like things like that. So it's kind of where it stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't. I mean, we weren't walking around just cursing and stuff all the time. <laughs> I just want everybody to understand that. You know, we did. You know, we did use other vocabulary. Well, clearly. You know. Sometimes though, it's appropriate. So a few years back, Amy and I were in New York City, and we were um, kind of on the outskirts of Alphabet City. And it wasn't like it was a total sketchy area, but it was a little rough. And we're walking, and we see this woman walk by with her kids, like, in a grocery cart. And next thing we know, she says, men who poop between cars are not your friends. Amy turns around, and there was a gentleman between two cars. (laughs) Pooping. Who had all over 
lot of quantity of shit. Shit. And so we now joke about that often. Don't you think that needs to be a t-shirt? Right. I'm not your friend. Life lessons. Yes. Men poop between cars are not your friend. And the next Tinder profile, (laughs) no pooping between cars. Yeah. Like that is, I mean, I'm I'm not, it's a deal breaker. I do have, I bet that is a hard line boundary right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unless. No. (laughs) Unless it's wine involved. No, I think that, gosh, did you guys like just walk away fast? I mean, we were just, we were walking pretty fast to begin with. We just kind of turned around and I couldn't even look, you know, and I've seen a lot of gross things, but I just wasn't in the mood to see that. It was, the, it was pretty right. bad. Oh, man. Yeah. But it's been a good joke for years now. Of yeah. course. <laughs> That's what he was really hoping he would you know, become is somebody's joke. Right. <laughs> he's using the rest he was hoping to be on a himself. podcast that heard yeah. all around and the world. And those kids were yeah. young. They were like maybe four and five. Those are different life lessons when your mom's pushing you in a in a cart versus yes. you know when you're living out in Ladue or whatever. Well, that's yeah. a fair but point still, too. Yeah, true, you know, right? look at that dynamic. Like we've got that of the pooping in between cars, but then right. and she has to tell yeah. her kids those guys are not your friend. You know, we're yeah. going to be we're already vulnerable. No enough. stroller. We're in a shopping cart. Yes. You know, we're yeah, yeah. That's a dynamic. So she was still looking out for them and wanting them to have the best and of like course. warning them of, yeah. of the uh, yeah. folks to avoid. I mean, that's a lesson she in that. She might have been potty training them too. Right. <laughs> this is not where you go. Men who poop right. between cars and you don't poop between cars. Yeah, but I like the, the fact that, you know, despite their circumstances, mm-hmm. again, it doesn't mean that we're not teaching morality. We're not teaching, you know, these Hide etiquette, etiquette. And exactly yeah. right yeah. and i i think that there's a lot of times fear with popular society or not popular society but general society right of, yeah. of people who have the home and the car and the traditional way of living like people are afraid of those who yeah. don't have that and so you know it's already hard enough to get all of that you know mm-hmm. i mean i feel like don't we most of us at least for me, I've had a very winding path of lots of different careers. I didn't just go to school and then become this one thing. Right. You know? Yeah. So You didn't go to go to school and then, poof, you've got this amazing store that yeah. everybody comes to. Yeah. Like, you've had a very, um, like you said, a winding road that's that's helped you develop your viewpoint, which is now you get to yeah. exercise in this really beautiful way. Yeah. And much like that, mother fun. didn't just wake up and poof have children that she's pushing in the in the um, in the cart. cart. Yeah, or that man didn't just you know wake yeah. up and then poof he's pooping between cars. You right. Know, we all, all of our stories and circumstances They're lead complex, to different right? um, different Very outcomes. So. And ho- and and those outcomes can be temporary too or transition transitory. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he, he may be. He may have developed a, a an amazing app and he own no. Like has more money than all of us. Yeah, you know, or you know, wouldn't that right. be awesome? You know, oh my god, I would love that so much. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. So we don't. Um, although it, it is a good story, and you know, it is a good, it is a good warning um, to be able to set your boundaries and your limits at some point. <laughs> you know, this is one there. of them. All right, I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Now, what else should I? What other, what other filters should I use? Gosh, yes. out there in uh, in working <laughs> with people. So. This wine is delicious. Isn't it? It is so good. So let's talk about it for a minute because yeah, we yeah. totally just dove in um, and didn't didn't talk about it. Um, it is delicious. It's an Amarone. I mean, I mean, come on. Don't you love Amarones? I, well, I always love Amarones. Whenever I'm given one, I'm like, oh, my God, this yes. is an Amarone. Yeah, kind of like whenever a shot enough to pop comes my way. It's the same kind mm-hmm. of thing. I, yeah. I hold it with high regard. This is no exception. So um, this is a uh, made by uh, San Michel. Um, it Dera uh, Vapolciella. It's Italian. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's Italian? a cella. Mm. Oh, Vapolciella. Okay. I'm working on this. Vapolciella. Oh, uh, it's from uh, 2012, mm. and this would be a classico uh, Amaroni. Um, uh, you know, it's it delivers how you would expect an Amarone. And so delicious. I really wish I had opened it and decanted it. I mean, it's great out of the gate without any effort. But I think that the complexity would really release with, 
you know, the decanting and swirling it and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm getting the black currant and herbs and like herbs like mint and things mm-hmm. like that that are, um, you know, le- that are maybe less typical. Cherry, there's some um, violet and a little bit of funk and oh, it's funk just is always good. Yeah, it smells delightful. It's wonderful. Too. Oh, it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. I got butterscotch too. I agree with that. There was a little sweetness in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's. There's a lot here. There's a little meatiness on that nose too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very very lovely wine. So this is uh, a, an, another one of those lovely gifts mm-hmm. that we got from the um, wine merchant. It's a l- little higher than our typical price point, but it is our inaugural episode of the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. so we can celebrate a bit. Um, it's $36 for this bottle. But yeah. for an Amarone, I feel like that's a that's good a price. Is that, is that? Yeah. Okay. But if somebody were going to drink something in the $20 range, what would you suggest? I, um, well, I would say, it, first of all, are we are we wanting a red of this a red, character? Something like that, yeah. What, what would you? I would go back to that Jill Farmer episode that we had uh-huh. um, towards the end of season three and get that Rioja because that's $12. Different region, but very similar kind of complexity, some meatiness on the nose, some herbaceousness, yeah. some of that. Okay. That would be my immediate like. And I know that that particular bottle that we had is still available. Yeah. And yeah, so that. Would be a recommendation if you, yeah, or you find somebody to split the bottle with. I yeah, you know, if you go out to dinner and order a bottle of wine, it the cheapest the, your entry price point is going to be thirty six dollars. Yeah, so you know, it's when you look yeah. at it that way. You know, well, you know, I'm always looking at it from the po- the point of view of. Is it really good to open up the $35 bottle of wine while I'm sitting here drinking it by myself watching Netflix? You know, I, that's I totally my, understand that's, that. That's my, my look. But maybe you need to sometimes. Uh, maybe you need yes. to open up that really nice bottle of wine to pamper yourself. I agree with that. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I do. Every once in a while. I do. Why don't you deserve special, it? Yeah. You like know? Five, six days a week? I, it's fine. Look at, <laughs> fine. Just the, once in a while. Well, the, expensive, the, It's a special treat. <laughs> the truth is, is that you do that for yourself mm-hmm. when you go out anyway. Yeah. You pay $12 for a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I right? I have a pretty nice bottle of wine when I'm like by myself at the house just doing... I would, you know, sometimes savoring that alone time, mm-hmm. you know, that's yours. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, are you um, are you an introvert or an extrovert? You know, I'm I'm pretty much in the middle. I wouldn't say like I feel like I, I like to enjoy being around people and I like to socialize and like to get with my friends and go out to noisy restaurants and, you know, that sort of thing. But I can get depleted. Mm-hmm. So, and I noticed that from owning the store too. In the very beginning, it 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 didn't occur to me that I would have to kind of factor that in. You kind mm-hmm. of almost protect yourself. Yeah, is Urban Matter your first retail type of um, business that you? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've had a couple of other businesses, but that was this is my first retail business. And, and then uh, that experience of dealing with customers is different than like when you say, you know, I, I had to fi- factor that in, or mm-hmm. I didn't factor that in. Is it because of the retail nature of it? Um, you know, having to be on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're dealing with the public, you want, I mean, for me, I want people to have a really great experience when they're shopping. I don't want that usual where you go into a store and the person's looking down at their iPad or their phone and not paying attention and not greeting right. you or not offering up, not so much suggestions for you to purchase something, but just a large part of what we have in the store has a story behind it. And that story is the person who made it, uh-huh. why they made it, where they made it, how they made it, all of these different things. And why, um, much like, you know, the term slow fashion or slow food, mm-hmm. like also not just buying stuff just to buy crap, right? right. But to buy thoughtful it's with gifts. intention. Yeah. So, you know, being intentional about it. So for me, I took the experience of what I wanted people to have and tried to create that on a regular basis. And so part of that is 
engaging with with people. The other part to that is that if you engage with people, you give them hardly any room to ever shoplift. <laughs> oh, I Treat never them like about your that. best friend, even if they're not, even if you want to stab them between the eyes because you just watch them put something in their bag. Yeah. Yes. Do you see a, a, a fair amount of that? You know, it's been an increase since we since we moved up to South Grand, but that's because we encounter so many more people. Yeah. You know, the other store was a destination location. It was in Dutchtown and the, you know, people are like, why is this store here? And I'm like, well, we own the building. We live upstairs. Yeah. And for, just to give context for our listeners who aren't St. Louisans, Dutchtown is a lovely historic neighborhood in South St. Louis. However, it is definitely an area that has um, it needs to it needs, it needs some revitalization. Thrive. Yes, right? it's underutilized. That's yeah. the term that I <clears throat> that people who have um, kind of talked to me about that sort mm-hmm. of stuff quite a bit. We have been pretty involved in our neighborhood, and so we've watched things grow. You know, things move forward, things move back. There have been lots of tax. Um, analysis and things in that neighborhood and figuring out ways to have it be a better area mm-hmm. um, or more refined. It's really interesting. I've never encountered the division of neighborhoods um, like I have here in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, and it used to be people would come in and tr- truly say, why are you here? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, well, wait a minute. Before you go there, let me just say I live upstairs. So mm-hmm. before you start with your yeah. BS about that. Let's have a conversation. I have. It's been a, it's been really interesting. It became kind of a conversation about educating people um, and the value of where they live. And there are amazing people and buildings in that neighborhood. And we didn't move because of, of the neighborhood we moved to to expand. Expand the store. Yeah, we actually tried buying two different locations that just didn't work out. Um, and that's that clearly meant to be. You know, on topic yeah. of what you were just talking about— the Contemporary Art Museum in St. Louis a few years ago did an incredible exhibit where they brought in um, a home that was, um, they literally into the museum brought a house into the, you know, into their gallery. And they, it was a home that was going to be torn down. And they brought various facets of that home, the floors, some of the furniture, everything from like wallpaper and all of it. And then the peripheral around the house were um, videos of people that lived in the neighborhood of where the home was. During times, during different periods of time. Nope. Or when they tore it day, down. Present day. Where, when was they, it, where was that house located? North St. Louis. It, well, so in the area that people, in the you know, within yeah. this area, they're the most afraid of and, and, and feel that there's the most trauma happening. And, and it's, this is a whole conversation in itself as totally. to why it's be, become that way. There, but to your point, right? There's lovely, lovely people that not only have lived there for their entire lives or have chosen to move there, mm-hmm. but um, it was such an interesting thing to see and listen to these stories. It really humanizes that. these neighborhoods where people are so quick to go, oh, don't go there oh, or yeah. you don't want to buy there or you don't want to whatever. You know, it really challenged that perspective because everybody that was there that that were being interviewed were just as creative, just as intelligent, just as giving and caring about their community as anybody else is, yeah. you know. Fascinating. Well, anyway, in St. Louis, things can change by block. You know? They can. And, and but by do house. I think you see the um, people who are taking risks, I, I kind of divide them up into groups. Sometimes it's because you have a big pool of money and there's a tax incentive or there's a reason uh, Garcia Properties is a great example. Mm-hmm. They're very city centric, and yeah. they're buying and doing incredibly quality work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, bringing it property values immensely, yeah. which is phenomenal. Um, but then you also have to have the homeowners and the you know the building owners and the store owners. People have to really take pride in that. So you have this one group of people, but then you have I think a lot of people who aren't from here. 
and haven't bought into don't go there don't go there you know i'm a naturally curious person and i love to kind of tap into what's kind of underneath something Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's i'm curious about people and why they do things and um it, it we were nervous about opening the store in that location and um do you want to know how the store kind of came yeah, to be? Yeah, I do. Okay, so <laughs> Amy and I have been together for almost 10, 10 years. I don't know, whatever, something like that. <laughs> Nine, 10 years. I never can remember. Anyway, long time. Um, you and better go buy one of the cards from your store and get I know, it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Out. I can't remember. <laughs> I yeah. fucking can't oh remember. <laughs> sorry. It's been uh, that long. Yeah. <laughs> so early on, uh, by the way, I, I live. I was living in an apartment down the street from our, where our current store is. So it's kind of like coming okay. home in a way. So anyway, we were dating, and early on, we started talking about what we could do with the first floor of her building. She had a mixed use building, and I was just super excited about um, having a store. I had thought about it. We thought it might be um, more vintage or antique or repurpose things, things that we kind of purchased and you know, made into something cool or whatever. Um, because she's an artist, right? She's, so, yeah, yeah, she's an actual maker. I mean, she can like fix just about anything. Like my brain does not work that way. I pretty much can buy it and display it uh-huh. and deal with customers. And so we have a good balance there. So she can fix anything. And we thought, oh, we'll just try this and see if it works. Um, but how that happened was I had hurt my arm about a year and a half before we actually opened the store, we were in our backyard. We were going to have friends over for the sustainable backyard tour. And I'm out there, you know, braless in my like long t-shirt tank top. Thanks. Summertime. It's like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and we're cleaning out the garden beds and I went to go pick some flowers and we had these raised garden beds with this old rusty tomato cage on it. Yeah. And I, um, managed to step on one end and it went into my arm <gasps> so i'm like amy where you, are you and she's uh, like i'm in the alley i'm like come now and as she comes around the corner i'm holding up the tomato cage like and it's it's and still it's in your arm oh still. yeah like like oh, this far no. lovely scar that i'll probably have me into like a oh tattoo of a tomato vine or something right wow. anyway oh. blood just, gushing everywhere no 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 oh. and in fact from being a funeral director i had learned that you couldn't just yank that thing out of your arm my inclination was to do that but I yeah, moved it knew. and it was in there I'm like no I don't want to bleed out over a tomato cage <laughs> so oh so my god I didn't work for for a few weeks you went to the ER oh yeah they removed oh, yeah. it oh yeah okay in and fact, tetanus in, shots in you're fa- good oh yeah in fact she, <laughs> oh she, she went she went white it was so funny she went white and I'm you like you were way but, more prepared yeah, for handling yeah. it yeah it wasn't even, she's like you know I'm like just can you can you clip the your clippers and clip the At thing least off. trim this down yes. a little bit. She's like, I'm worried right? if I do that, it'll like jiggle and hurt. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> so she does it. It didn't hurt. It was fine. I'm holding it. It's you know, I'm trying to like maintain and be calm. You're taking care of her and taking care Pretty of your much. arm. <laughs> and I said, can you okay, just take me to the hospital? We'll go get this taken care of, and then we'll go on our little backyard tour later on. We'll I would stitches, think you'd get right in walking into the hospital with, yeah. like, you right. know. Oh, no, with the whole, the I, I have whole this. Oh, yeah. on it. She's like, no, I'm going to call an ambulance. And I'm like, fine. So I'm like, okay, so go get me some underwear, some shorts, because I clearly can't, you know, some not my yard flip-flops, you know, and two Xanax, one for me and one for you. Yeah. <laughs> So the ambulance comes. It's fine. I need. I had to stay there two days. They had to like basically really? flay my arm open. It was rusty. They want to make sure I did not have an infection. <sighs> they pumped me full of antibiotics for like two days solid. Oh, it was awful. Wow. So I'm off work. So you don't do any more gardening? I do. Oh, well, you're brave. But, but we do laugh about the tomato cage and we don't have any rusty ones around. In fact, she's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to move that for you. We also don't have and raised do you, garden like, beds. you garden with like carbon yeah. fiber gloves <laughs> that go all the way up your arms? Oh, God. Yeah. So oh I was off work. She was still working at Washington University and I wanted to make progress on whatever we were going to do with the first floor. At this point, we had not decided we were going to do a store. We were almost there, but not quite. 
And I kept doing these little pop-up things on Craigslist back when that was a yeah. safe thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would take these photos and post little cute little, you know, vignettes. And in the middle of the week, like a Wednesday afternoon, a, you know, Sunday or whatever. And after about three weeks, I'm like, if we can sell this shit and get rid of it, surely we can have a store. And the worst case is that... If it doesn't work out, we'll just find a new location. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason, there was something that clicked in and just said, you're going to be good at this. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And it was, I mean, it grew very organically. And I look at pictures of when it, what it first looked like versus before we moved. So different. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I mean, it, it, it all happened the way that it was supposed to. In a mm-hmm. lot of ways, you know, it wasn't like we grew so fast that we couldn't kind of keep up. It gave me some time to figure out what kinds of things do I want? It allowed me to work with smaller makers who had never been in a store before. We, we get asked all the time, I'm your, I've never been in a, a retail situation. I want to sell my work. What do I do? And I'll help them create line sheets and we'll yeah. have conversations. And it's given, and it also honed my skill on learning to say no to somebody mm. in a really nice way. Yeah. You know? And I always try and follow that up with if I don't like your work and I don't, I never say I don't like your work. I'll just say it's not the right fit or it's not the right time or, or sure. whatever. But I usually have an idea about where about where that work would look good. That's because now we've grown as a city. There are some really awesome stores. Well, and you know, you know? just because it's not a right fit for your your store right. doesn't mean you don't have a connection with yeah. a place where it isn't the right mm-hmm. fit. You know, or it'd be more natural for it to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wish that that happened a lot more with people like other business owners or store owners. The group of people that really support each other, like really sincerely, is really small. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if that's because women are competitive with each other, or or, or they think that the dot that there's only a, a little bit of the piece of the pie, yeah. and you're all trying to compete for the same one. And that pie is huge. It's huge. Yeah, I really believe that. I, well, I, I mean, I'm part of that pie, and I know what I spend. You know, so you multiply that by mm-hmm. what a hundred million people. It tastes even better as it's. Yeah, up, yeah, I figure, figure that's the case. Yeah. So it's you know, so it's juicy. It's juicy. It is. That juicy. seems like another T-shirt. Yeah, it's it's juicy. juicy. And so tight. And tight. <laughs> <laughs> So, they might have to be on the panties. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in our in our oh this? yes. This? Oh my god, oh. you didn't even give your no. Now, but now we know what it is. It's going to be juicy like, and tight. It's going to have like little words on the front saying it's juicy. And I mean, tight. yeah, we could do that in a really nice, you know, like days of the week underwear. Yeah, but it's like, how do you feel today? I feel juicy and tight. tight. I've been drinking some amarone and I feel a little juicy and tight. So I need to wear those panties. Yeah. Period panties, you know. Thank God I don't have to deal with that anymore. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tuck it all in kind of day, you know, or it's a, yeah. Yeah. No, I think this is delightful, and it's definitely a, um, a, a seductive and provocative pair of panties. Okay. Um, in whatever your your preference of color, it could be this the the wine I red. Think really it could be deep, a, like not black, but almost. Yeah, mm. like mm. possibly the color of this yeah. wine. Yeah, which mm. is just very currant, dark black. Very, currant. very. Yeah. And then you know, with the juicy and tight on the side. I like yeah. it. Just a little. That's a little whimsy to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, little, yeah. Little humor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm so. very interested in the days of the week panties now. Like, yeah. You know, it's very clever. Be- so, well, that actually, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> my Saturday night sex panties. Right. So, yeah. Uh, just to catch you up and some of our other listeners who haven't, you know, listened to all of the episodes, 
Emily has gone, um, she shared on, on an episode, probably season two, or it could have been season one. I don't um, know. But she, she shared with us that she had gone from May till November and had not had to done, do her laundry for her panties yet because she had that many, uh, that many pairs. It's true. It's so, true. So if you're going to get like days of the week, <laughs> you're going to have to like days of the week by calendar month, like February 1. I mean, it's not right? going to be like a Sunday I mean, through Saturday. Is it time for the fur panties? She's going to have that. <laughs> Penny one, Penny two. Yeah, she'll have to have 365. It's 365 and a quarter. Yeah. What's weekly coming weekly out? Yeah. 52. Right. That's what she she needs, you know. You have a lot of other, like, I have a lot of panties. Yeah. Underwear, panties, whatever. I have a, yeah. I have and socks. I don't have, I actually don't have a large sock collection. Because she wears high heels all the time. She doesn't need socks. But I, I have, have discovered, so part of my, I part of my issue with socks is that I find them terribly uncomfortable. Constricting in her high heels. I do. I think that, well, yes. they make me feel claustrophobic. And I think part of it is that, like, there's that seam on the toe. Oh, I hate that seam. Exactly. Yes. So, like, I have gone to, like, just flipping the socks inside out because it's more comfortable. Like, there's that. But I mm-hmm. did discover a trick. So, I have a smaller foot. I, I mean, not small, small, but smaller. I'm a size 7, you know. So, I can get by with wearing children's socks, which fit way better by the way because like normally heat the heel is mm-hmm. above my heel on a yeah. normal woman's sock so I get like a children's like size whatever four to six or whatever sock fits perfectly you have a favorite place you like to buy these said children's socks I mean Target, Target. Target. it doesn't even matter <laughs> you know you're an equal opportunity shopper but that seam on the toe then is much smaller yeah. and you know how like that toe it, that toe part so big and now yeah, it like, can the, be and then it bunches all up and then so not only do you have a bungee toe but you got the seam oh it's so many i have so many issues solved by the children's sock so well are you anyway. going to share the other thing you do with the children's section <laughs> it's legal it's totally God, legal it's totally legal what are we talking listening. about <laughs> oh the shoes the shoes yeah I do I have found okay I found have? a trick that's that's I was supposed to keep secret <laughs> well just our 20,000 yeah listens. so awesome. so apparently if you're a woman size 7 a children's size 4 is the equivalent that opens up your options significantly? I'm that's where all my fancy tennis shoes come from children's shoe section, <laughs> sequence mermaids. I've got them because I can now shop in the children's section. She gets her socks and she gets her tennis shoes, yeah, at the children's section of Target, right? Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, I, I have a size eight foot, I do too, so that you're a size five. Eight. You're a size five. I don't need any uh, sequined tennis shoes. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with my uh, my socks and uh, you know. Um, okay. My variety. So you're not you, the bunchiness and the seams don't that bother doesn't, you. That doesn't bother me. The the heel goes exactly where it should go. There needs to be toeless socks because of that seam thing. But they have to stay in place. So maybe it could be like a, a thong. Like a, a t- I was going to say a toe thong where there's like a little <laughs> piece that connects. Yes. So your toes put. Right? Like a flip I mean, flop, but it's a sock. Have you seen the Kim Kardashian line of like shapewear? That. Oh, God, no. Uh, no. It actually looks. I mean, I haven't seen it in person. I've only seen her Instagram. Yeah. And it yeah. looks. Does it look comfy? Is it? Yes, because she has a whole bunch of like women of different sizes and shapes like oh. doing different things. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. Okay. But, all right. Well, yeah, we'll check I, it I think out. I've seen. I think I've seen socks that have that little toe thong. We need to look at that because that could be another kind another of spinoff, right? That could be right. Something at the store. Panties and socks. Panties. We're going for the it. Literally yeah. speaking, corner. Yeah. Especially you know, curated stuff we talk about. She goes and finds it is actually out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that if it. I mean, because the sock would the sock would move if it didn't right. have a connection. Of yeah, some you sort. need that. You're right. Yeah, and so, the, and you're not going to see it if yeah. it's in between the toes. Or what about the socks that you put your feet in? Have you ever had their, all your toes? Have you ever Can't had Can't handle it. Those bother me. I, you know, I, I had a pair that had different, they were rainbow. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, every toe had a different color and then they were striped. Yeah, I had I mean, one of those cute. too. Yeah, uh, and, 
But um, it just feels too weird. Yeah. To have each toe separated. I mean, if I'm already feeling confined with just a regular sock, now right. you're like encompassing every toe. But what if they were really thin? Like sometimes with like with with heels, you can wear like those really thin trouser socks that are like so you don't have to wear the whole, you know. Okay. Gamut, you know. Yeah. You can just wear like cute little, you know, little trouser socks that are thin that are decorative. Like sure, you know. You know yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's you like lace. To go bareback and you I think we need to go back to Madonna's <laughs> lace ruffly socks the from I have the eighties. Socks like that. See, I would wear those the all day long. Socks and I wear them with heels and at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she's feeling especially juicy and tight. <laughs> right. <laughs> On that note, let's make sure we have juicy glasses to your refresh, and then we'll come back. All right. We are on break right now, but we wanted to make sure you guys were aware of this really cool thing we're doing at the end of this month on Wednesday, March 25th. We are very aware of when our time of the month is. It's in sync. We have been synchronized now for four seasons. For four seasons. Exactly. So we have planned our time of the month to happen and coincide with a great event at Urban Matter. I am super excited to have you ladies there. It's going to be so much fun. So, you know, we normally stream our time of the month show on Mm -hmm. Facebook Live on the last Wednesday of the month from 8 to 9 p.m. This time it's going to be a live ticketed event at Urban Matter Mm -hmm. on South Grand. It is 3179 South Grand Boulevard. Uh, right in the heart of the South Grand Shopping and Dining District at the corner of Connecticut and South Grand. And that's in St. Louis. Come join us. If you're in St. Louis, we will also still be streaming it live that night. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ticketed event, you can come. You can be a part of it. They'll be shopping ahead of time. There'll mingling. be wine. There's wine. Wine. We're going to have a 10% discount for everyone who buys a ticket to attend. Yes. So that'll be really fun. Great. It'll be great. I hope we get a 10% discount. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure we can work out a deal. We <laughs> yes. know people. Yeah, we, we know got people. connections. So yeah. just go visit our Facebook page as well as our webpage for information mm-hmm. for the event. Sign up. It'll be through Eventbrite. Everything is right there on our Facebook page, the details. And um, we are looking forward to being at your place. Yes. And make sure that I let you know about the parking lot, too. There's Lots of parking. People are always worried about the parking. Mm. There's tons of parking up on South Grand. Yeah, you just have is. to kind of know where to go. So oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, so you perfect. can always message yeah. us. We'll connect mm-hmm. you. So, Great. Yep. We'll see you there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. End of the month. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> and we're back. Yes, we are. Thank you, Emily. What yeah. a great uh, fair pour. On mm-hmm. this that you got, everybody. Mm-hmm. Just it continues to smell smell fantastic and continues to taste fabulous. Uh, Jason outdid himself on tonight. It's lovely. Today's bottle. I know. Delicious. We really, really appreciate mm-hmm. that. I'm excited because we're going to Italy in September. We were going to go in April. We're not. We're going to go in September now. And we're going with, um, we have another couple that's going to meet us there or be on part of the trip with us. Yeah. My friend Courtney and her husband Chris and her husband Chris is a Cicerone and he just, you know, like we really like connect on like a food and beverage kind of level, you know, yeah. kind of geek out about stuff like that. So are you doing a tour of Italy? No, you know, I are think you- we're we're gonna go to two or three cities. I um would like to kind of stay in just a couple different places and really kind of take in the area. Yeah. So I've never been one of those, like, let's go to, like, you know, five cities and yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to in, right? before then? In 2006. Uh, okay, so yeah, you've um, done it. You've already, you've already seen the the places you need to see if you're ever in Italy. You I know, mean, like, I'd like to go. We didn't do any coastal things. I actually went with a with a, a, a new friend when I, when I went, and it was, I spent a lot of time by myself because she was just. Because she was such a great friend, <laughs> she was awful. <laughs> I was supposed to go with a ver- with my with my kind of my closest friend in Seattle at the time, and we had made this acquaintance with this woman named Liz, and she was supposed to go with her best friend who couldn't go, 
And we became, all three became quite close in a short period of time. And she said, I'm going to Italy and my best friend can't go with me. Why don't you guys come? And my friend at the time, my friend Elisa, who was my close friend, could not go because she um, had to go up to Canada where she was from for a deposition. And um, so I said, oh, okay, well, I'll go with this one person. You know, I don't know you very well. We're going to go on this big trip. That's risky, like, yeah. Almost three weeks. Wow. And I learned in short, well, she told me from the beginning, I have a horrible sense of direction. I said, well, that's okay. You get lost. That's part of the journey. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> right. you okay. romanticized it. Who cares? Right? I did. Like, I was like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. And, um, anyway, she was this gorgeous woman from South Africa, but she was so incredibly rude that I just couldn't. Mm. Oh my God. And she also got mad at me one day because we were horribly lost one day. And I finally lost it and said, listen, I've never been here before. Yeah. Neither of you. Right. Who cares? Let's get lost. It's fun. Were you driving? No, we oh, were walking. Walking. Okay. Oh. Yeah. How lost could you be? Right. right? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. So kind of about halfway through the trip, I mean, I kind of had the choice of, okay, you pack your bags and go home. That's, you know, or just enjoy it and take it for what it is. And it's all going to be fine. And I kind of adopted that and, and it was a lovely trip. And I spent a lot of time by myself for about half the trip. We would meet up here and there, but yeah. we wouldn't really spend a lot of time because I couldn't tolerate travel. You can't be rude to people. Yeah. You know, that's part of the human experience, oh you know? So yeah, Italy, and Amy has not been to... Italy, so this will be really fun. So I take it you're no longer f- friends with no, this woman traveling. With we this, traveled yeah. on the yeah. So we did not talk <laughs> after the day we got back. We have so there almost three weeks. We were on this trip, and we had you know of course the same plane ride yeah. home and everything. And I think we exchanged maybe a couple emails after that. She was just so incredibly rude, and I actually think she was homophobic. And I was going through, the, through a breakup, so it was like a lot of stuff going on, and she didn't come out and say it, but she was also upset every day because she couldn't iron her clothes. Because in Italy, oh it's a fire God, hazard. They won't on. allow you to have an iron in their room. In the room, so they either have to launder it for you. And I said, "Well, didn't you read anything about anything before you left?" Or like, you know, I said, "Who cares? Why do you iron your clothes while you're traveling? Who cares?" Yeah. People are so strange about that. So I was like, go with it. So anyway, yeah. but it was a lovely trip from so many perspectives, but it, uh, you would but, prefer to have a different travel companion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's so interesting. Uh, you, travel and what it brings out in people. You know, I, there are people that I've traveled with and that I anticipated having an amazing time with. And, you know, like it just brings, it brings out dynamics that you are unexpected and so it either it either elevates or goes the other way. Totally. Right? I completely agree. A relationship. Do you ever like romanticize that whole like girls weekend, I'm going to get away with my yes. friends, and then of it course. goes completely oh, yeah. sideways? Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I've had it happen a few times. I still like oh. those weekends. I still, you know, probably wouldn't trade trade them for the world because a lot of times they end up in like huge fits of laughter. But every once in a while you'll yeah. meet somebody who's just not your people. I you know? uh, totally, I, I've had a, several experiences like what you're talking about, but one that comes immediately to mind um, when talking about that, you know, dynamic um, and knowing that you're from Seattle. So like, I love Seattle. Um, I spent a lot of time there. And if you accumulate my travel in a handful of years together, I've spent the equivalent of three years there. Like, like straight yeah, did up. Did you go there for work? I did. For yeah. Acting, for for work. Yeah. Okay. I loved it so much. And um at one point I I was so excited because I was traveled by myself and you know, I made friends where I went fine, but you know, my my family and friends that were home never got a chance to really be a part of that experience. Yeah. So I had invited a friend to come out for a weekend when I had to be there and and I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to show, you know, my favorite places and yeah. we're going to go do this and this. And oh my God, they're going to get to taste my favorite dish here and my favorite drink here, all this stuff. Well, this friend of mine became 
an absolute jerk. Oh, no. Because I was too controlling over the trip in that I was like, oh, I— Let's go to these five restaurants, you know. Had this person ever been to Seattle before? No. No. Then how's that controlling? You're just showing them I around. Was, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really recommend these dishes. Like, I wasn't like, you're going to have this. You're going to have that. I was like, oh, these are, the, these are the great. These are good, you know. Yeah. But there was just no tolerance for my opinion and the value of my experience. They were more like— Used to being in control and in charge, and because all of a sudden I had familiarity, it was threatening. Mm-hmm. It was such a weird thing. I didn't. Did you ever have a debriefing of that trip? Like, did they like tell you this like way after the fact? Thought or? they had the best trip of their life. <laughs> wow! And I was like, I can't wait to put you of, on a plane. <laughs> kind of hated you after this trip, so I'm not sure where this. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you find a friend um, or a partner or somebody that you travel well with, Mm -hmm. that is gold, especially if you like to travel. Yeah. You know, it's Amy and I have some chosen family that we've gone on several trips and not to say that they don't, you know, get on their nerves. We get on theirs, but we've figured out how to maneuver through it. And because they were friends who lived, um, about five minutes away, like five, literally like five blocks away from where we mm-hmm. live now. And they moved to California and we have traveled with them three or four times to Mexico. We haven't done anything international. It's a whole nother topic. Well, Mexico but, is international. Well, but you know. <laughs> I beyond mean, North America. Yes, beyond North America. <laughs> mainly because that's a whole other level of planning. And what we've realized is that we are the planners in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing wrong with that. They want us to be. But when you're traveling like, you know, you're traveling to different parts of Europe or whatever. Like you really, to get the most out of it, you have to do a little bit of research. I, I'm yeah. so lucky that I have uh, every January in the last few years, I go on a trip with my friend Nikki, Nikki who was on yeah. um, our friend Nikki. She was on the episode recently and um, a friend of hers from, you know, like they grew up together, but now I've become friends with her too, Shannon, um, who lives out in California. And we, our first trip together, the three of us was to Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh, awesome. And then last year we went to Dublin and next year we're planning to go to Barcelona and, and Spain. <gasps> But one of like the like the really brilliant aspect of our our travel together is that we all get individual hotel rooms. Oh, that's smart. And it's that very, so very smart. smart because you can go and have your time to yourself. Yes. Put your feet up. Like me, I had to put my feet up on the wall just to keep the yeah. swelling down on my feet. You know, I was like, I'm going to go back to my room now and just, you know, take some time. You can, you know, lay there and yeah. you know, fart in your own bed. You don't have to worry about <laughs> yes, somebody else, yes. right? That you know, Like bathroom business, you yes. know. Because sometimes when you travel, things can get a little out of whack and you need to, yeah. you know, like, oh, you don't want to have to apologize. So yeah. that's, I know that that's one of the reasons we travel so well together. We have dedicated sp- well, space it's away. Good to have your own, your own space. John and David are the same way with Amy and I too. We always get a place that has a division of rooms. We always make sure we have our own bathroom, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and not to say we couldn't travel where we had the same bathroom, but it's just so much better that way. Yeah. yeah. And also we can say, you know, I want to have, we want to have date night or we want to yeah. go do our own thing. And I think it's like a testament to like a, a friendship when you can really say what you really need and they respect it. Yeah. Right? Even if they don't agree or like it, yeah. they still get it, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, they get over it. Cause I've been, there have been times when I'm sure that they were like, they just want to get away from us. And it's like, no, but we just want some of our own time. Yeah. You know? And they never question it. They respect it. And then if they are perturbed, they move on from it, and, you know, and vice versa. And I mean. this last trip, I um, I wasn't able to go on this one tour that they did, which was required quite a bit of hiking because my foot was kind of screwed up and it's better it's better now. And so, it, but it was like so easy because they went on the, the, the trip and then I just stayed local and did my own, you know, museums and things. Mm-hmm. And it was, nobody felt like they were like missing out. You know, yeah. like you travel with some people who are like, who have to, if if they're not with you or or they're too, I don't know, 
too nervous that you know that yeah. they're not going to have something that you're going to have, and yeah. I don't want to travel with. I don't want to travel with high maintenance either. Oh, I don't either. And oh, you, you, no. you know, look, we want to go eat someplace. Let's go find some place to eat, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to have to try to figure out how to make you happy. Yes. Right. with what we're going to select. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah. So, Agreed. so, um, yeah. Anyway, we didn't need to turn this into a whole thing about you know travel etiquette on today's episode. Well, but we, you know, it's something we all care about and enjoy, <laughs> and, and 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 there's relevance there, so it makes yeah. perfect sense to me. So, and it all comes down to, um, qu- like relationships and and um, respecting, um, you know, the people that are close in our lives and I think that we've all been very careful to curate the right kind of friends in our lives yeah. and we know well like, and as you've gotten you know, older you're 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 much I well I'm gonna say and make this blanket statement about you know all women over 50 <laughs> but I feel as if I'm more clear on what works for me and who works for me yeah. versus 10 years ago or 15 years ago or, you know, five or six years ago where I might have, oh, well, might have uh, fudged my own little boundaries just because to keep somebody involved who really doesn't need to be involved. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, totally. Most, e- it's yeah. way easier I now. Mean, you know, I mean, I haven't really been super nostalgic about the whole I'm turning 50 thing up until recently. Yeah. It's kind of like, and I don't know what that's really about other than I think I'm just doing a lot of kind of reflecting and, you know, you'll think about things like, you know, I've had these shoes for since my late twenties. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, and you, know, then you think about memories and how they came yeah. into being like, I remember where I bought them and who I was with and, yeah, you know, and you think about those whatever mistakes or challenges or things that you would have done differently or whatnot, you know, and so I've been very nostalgic about that kind well, of stuff ref- lately. Reflecting is an important thing. It right? is. I think so. I think so. I don't like to dwell on things too much, but I do think that sometimes it's kind of fun to like remember some of those things. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't feel like it was a long time ago. Oh, no. At all. I'm like, I don't know where that happened. I moved here when I was 38. So, so you've been I, in St. Louis for 12, 12 years? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, and yeah. And how time hey. flies in 12 yeah. years. Well, you've started a business. You've m- moved several times. I got like married. I mean, yeah, right. All those things. You yeah. turned 40, yeah. and then you turned 50. Which <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> to we drove to Memphis, I think. That's for 40 a, yeah i yeah. hadn't been dating amy very long and so we just that was just what we did it was like mm-hmm. an easy kind of celebration thing. yeah i wanted to go to memphis i don't you know yeah. i like that in st louis it's really an easy car ride to several places or train ride mm-hmm. so i mean we've gone to louisville and um Memphis, Chicago, Nashville, Chicago, Kansas City. We're like, yeah, in you know, four hours from anything. Yeah. In fact, I think we're going to go to Chicago the weekend of my 50th. Oh. I kind of want to go back to New York. We were just there and I loved it and I wanted to go back again. I mean, yeah. But then I just, I don't know. Yeah. When is when your 50th? Is? Yeah. 21st, Look at the mind meld. 21st of March. Okay. It's when I turn 50. Yeah. Right Wait a minute. Cusp of so Pisces it's going to be and Aries. right around our time of the month right yeah it'll be it'll be right before oh my yeah. god you know who else's birthday is the 21st julie george oh it is yeah she's the 21st of march julie and, george by the way to our friends who are listening well, who she's don't one know friend. Oh, right <laughs> so julie is is the one who ultimately introduced us to mary yes. But she was on an episode, and yeah. it was the Kicking Cancer to the Curb yeah. Uh, yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, very, very good friend, and uh, she and her husband, Paul. You know, oh, I love Polly. We call him Polly. Polly, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is like the best shopper. We haven't seen him in a while. We've gone over and had dinner with him and played. He has the Bob Ross game. I know. <laughs> oh, totally. my God. He, what they is love that? To play. That it's, sounds amazing. It's The name it sounds loves, amazing. He loves board games. Oh, yeah. He's like, let's play this game. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure. So you and Julie have the same birthday. That's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. No wonder you guys have, a, have some alignment there. Yeah. 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 I love Julie. Do you live by her? Yeah. Yeah. Right okay. The Neighbors. Okay. And Julie is like the 
God family for your children. I yes. mean, uh, you know, oh, yeah. unofficial, right? Yes. But yeah. Aunt Julie and Uncle Paul Got for it. my kids because uh, we met uh, Julie when my youngest was three. So they know. Did her bathroom ever get remodeled? I you know it is not. I don't really think I should Polly, say something about that on the podcast about that, that uh, freaking thing. We done. always have perpetual projects, right? <laughs> we do. We it's called life. Homes, yes, you know. Forever. Life is a perpetual project mm. for sure. Oh yeah. So, as is drinking great wine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Yes. For this amazing conversation over yeah. this incredible bottle of wine. Absolutely. It's just yeah, been great having you having on, us. Mary. I'm excited about the 25th of March. That'll be really fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be sure to promote yeah. it and talk to people about it and have them yeah. uh, make sure they get their tickets. But, yes. you know, Mary, uh, one of the things we always say is we never, you know, we'll want to have you back because we don't drink with our friends just one time. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So um, hopefully we'll be able to work with our schedules and have you back on yeah. because I know there's like so many topics that we didn't even hit on today's I know. episode. Yeah, I loved where we what we did talk about, but yeah. um, definitely want to have you back. So yeah, I would love right. that. It'd be fun. Thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks us. Thanks so much. What a delight. And thanks for yeah. being such a great host. Oh, host. <laughs> hostess, hostesses, hostesses. hostesses, and of course Iggy Pop's here, who so he's a host as well. So yeah. cheers and yeah. bark. Can you get in there? <laughs> <laughs>